Welcome to the inaugural episode of AM Infocast with Aditya Chandavarkar, co-founder of the Indian 3D Printing Network and me, Abhishek Gokarn, marketing head at the Indian 3D Printing Network. The Indian 3D Printing Network is an initiative with multiple resources to make India a pioneer in 3D printing technology. One such resource is AM Chronicle, a content platform to make all content on 3D printing also called as additive manufacturing, available under one roof. A few content portals under AM Chronicle are amchronicle.com, a knowledge-sharing website on 3D printing, the AM Chronicle Journal, a magazine highlighting the latest technology and industry updates in additive manufacturing, and AM Infocast, a podcast on 3D printing. This being the very first podcast series of AM Infocast is an extension to the inaugural edition of the AM Chronicle Journal. The five-episode conversational series will host authors from the journal. Lamborghini steps up to COVID-19, uses in-house 3D printers to fight outbreak in Italy. Volkswagen uses 3D printing to produce face shields. ArcelorMittal begins 3D printing ventilators. Chandigarh University uses 3D printing technology to develop ventilator splitters. German Space Agency 3D prints protective medical equipment. Virginia Boy 3D prints masks for his sick uncle. Googling for news on 3D printing in the past three months has only shown how almost every 3D printer on the planet has been tasked with printing medical supply. While 3D printing is a truly amazing technology and has come to the rescue of medical industry, by printing necessary medical equipment which was otherwise in short supply globally due to the coronavirus pandemic, not many have asked the inescapable questions. Are these equipments safe? Have they gone through rigorous testing? Have all guidelines been followed and all prerequisites been honored while 3D printing these supplies? Today we have Mr. Dilip Menezes, Managing Director and CEO of 3D Systems India who has addressed these concerns in his article in the journal. A brief introduction. Mr. Menezes is an entrepreneur with over 22 years of experience in building and running additive manufacturing related technology companies, two of which were acquired by 3D Systems in 2011. Subsequently, he created and headed their subsidiary in India, building engineering software and hardware teams expanding 3D printer and 3D printer software sales channels, building a service team to grow sales, enhancing customer experience and strengthening customer confidence are some of his noteworthy achievements. So uh, let's begin. Uh, Dilip, your article in the AM Chronicle journal is titled First Do No Harm which basically means taking necessary steps to ensure industry standard medical equipment in uh, which is 3D printed. Not many have pointed this out. So what prompted you or what encouraged you to write about it? Yeah, so when this pandemic started, uh, I, I noticed a lot of uh, 3D printing enthusiasts and even small companies uh, wanting to help, help the local uh, local hospitals uh, and, and the care centers by printing uh, PP. That was very nice to see. 
Uh, however, uh, it got to a point later on when they started to print even uh, some very uh, critical components like ventilator parts, like ventilator splitters. So when it got to that point, um, something struck me that uh, you know there is there is reason why only a few few companies with the stringent quality standards and established processes are are allowed to manufacture parts like uh, uh, parts like ventilator parts. Um, so I thought I'll just uh, you know uh, lay down my thoughts on on why. Uh, maybe an individual with a 3D printer in his house should not be uh, printing, you know, really critical parts like this, because there needs to be certain standards kept in mind, certain processes, the the right the right uh, right materials, the, the right finishing, the right post processing, and uh, I didn't see uh, any of these individuals or smaller companies uh, taking these things into account. So as a result, they could. Uh, uh, introduce a secondary infection to the patient while the patient was still st uh, struggling to fight with the first one. So I thought I'll just um, uh, write something on social media on my blog uh, just to um, uh, make the people aware that this is something that they need to th actually take care of. Yeah, that's I think the right uh, you know point which you brought out. And as even in your article, which you uh, wrote for us in the AM Chronicle Journal, uh, you mentioned that due diligence is necessary when it comes to 3D printing medical devices, parts or equipment. Uh, could you elaborate on how one can do so in a prompt manner in an emergency situation? So in this case, a medical supply shortage uh, was during a pandemic. So people were kind of uh, scurrying to get uh, parts or products uh, as soon as possible. Yeah. So even though it, this is a pandemic and this is an uh, this is an emergency kind of situation, uh, we shouldn't use that as, as an excuse to uh, you know you know manufacture any uh, anything anyhow and uh, use it on patients. There are ways to get things done uh, right, even in a even in an emergency kind of situation. For example, uh, via city systems, we we have been working on a bunch of applications. Uh, linked to COVID-19, uh, our engineers have been uh, so designing parts and printing them and doing all kinds of tests. But we always do it in conjunction with some healthcare facility that, that is close to us or that is close to our customer who's actually asking us to build the stuff. So we, we don't just put something online and say, okay, now here you 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 can take and go ahead and print it. Uh, we lay down strict guidelines and also we get a approval from these healthcare institutes or healthcare uh, healthcare facilities after they have tested it. Now they, they can take a few days to test maybe uh, maybe a week as well but but someone from the medical field who, who knows this absolutely needs to test it out. Uh, in a live or non-live uh, kind of environment and then give you the go-ahead to go and manufacture. Now, just to give you an idea, any medical device in uh, in the normal world takes months and sometimes even years to get approved. We can't expect that kind of speed to happen in a pandemic. But I think so, uh, waiting for a week is something that, that I think, I think so we can do. Also, the US FDA has got a... Uh, has has got a special path 
for things like this. They they give emergency um, approvals. So this kind of a system is there in place, uh, and we should we should see uh, what are the local rules and guidelines which everybody has to follow. So just in continuation uh, with this. Uh, is it possible to bring about a standard operating procedure, maybe in the form of guidelines, which will ensure industry standard medical equipment in 3D is 3D printed on a mass scale even during the pandemic? Because uh, with what's happening, I think this is not going to go away soon. So we need to have a standard set of procedures so in the future we do not repeat the mistakes we're making now. Yes, it is perfectly possible. And in fact, we are doing it in India as well. Uh, our customers are, are uh, have, have already started to print some parts like medical swabs and they are going through the right channel they are they are getting it validated through through government approved labs and then someone from somebody from icmr also will be finally approving it and all this happens fast so it's, it's not that it's going to take years for us to get approvals but uh, the, there's a sop already in place uh, maybe it's not known to all. That is why uh, there is there is a bit of ignorance on this. But uh, the, these things are already in place. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, we've seen interesting development in 3D printing applications over the past decade. Now, industries, including medical, cautiously adopted 3D printing prior to the pandemic. However, uh, if you've seen the past three months, 3D printing has literally gained the st status of a savior during this pandemic. Uh, it's the status is so big that even the World Economic Forum acknowledged it. Uh, uh, so from here on now, how do you see uh, it going for 3D printing? From, uh, and like, uh, do you see it that industries will adopt it at a faster scale now? Yeah, so uh, before the pandemic, uh, the, the kind of questions that were asked by the customers were a lot different. And now, thanks to the awareness that 3D printing has, has brought about, customers are coming to us and, and asking, can this be done or can that to be done? Earlier, it was us going to the customer and saying, you know what, you, you, you can do this in this better way. So yes, the 3D printing has has brought about uh, at least awareness to the mainstream. Um, how that how that um, converts into real interest, uh, we'll we'll see in the in the time ahead. But I'm positive. I think so. This is going to be a, a good avenue for us to start uh, high quality conversations in companies at the moment because earlier they used to look at 3d printing only as a prototyping tool something that their their design department actually uses uh, but however now with the advent of mass manufacturing i mean to the extent that you can call it mass manufacturing uh, people have now understood that you know this technology can be used to to print regular stuff in the numbers and uh, now the conversation turns a little bit more easier for us to uh, make the point that uh, that 3D printing can be used for, for additive manufacturing. Thank you for that. Um, now, uh, most of the 3D printing companies have taken some of the other initiatives uh, for uh, COVID-19. Uh, so could you highlight some initiatives taken by 3D systems? Yeah, so one of the first cases of this being widely used was actually in Italy, 
there there was a hospital there which was uh, which which basically ran out of venture revolve now venture revolve is something that goes on the face mask and uh, it's a consumable so you can't use it for multiple patients and uh, there in italy the the case load was so high that the hospital ran out of uh, ran out of, uh, of of these valves and uh, and the supply chain wasn't able to get these in time so uh, one of our customers uh, was contacted by by this hospital and what he did is he he took a 3d scanner when they and and, uh, and then scanned the valve and then basically 3d printed a prototype he used that using fdm i believe uh, and then that was more for you know proof of concept but obviously you he could use that to mass manufacture so then uh, he contacted uh, our service bureaus uh, in italy and then uh, we 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 printed a large number of these uh, these venturi valves using sls so and and that was the news item that that got everybody's uh, attention and that news news spread to uh, spread like wildfire this was the first application of a little complicated you know kind of a print not just a face shield and mask then after that uh, lots of other companies started to come up with their own the designs for for other things like face shields and stuff like that so we have also worked on with various uh, medical colleges and also medical institutes and come up with the designs to be to be printed not just on our printers but uh, in fact other printers as well even those of our competition uh, so uh, for example uh, sls uh, so so the pa12 material is uh, is uh, is a very good candidate for applications like this so we've already released the design files for for face masks which use a reusable uh, n95 material and we've given those the designs out uh, for others to download as well then we also have got uh, other other designs which we have made for ventilator splitters and uh, then of late we got into uh, coming up with uh, new and innovative designs for nasal swabs um, these are actually more effective than the normal swabs because uh, due to 3d printing and the and the and the freedom of uh, design that we get with that we could make some really complex uh, shapes uh, where the tip has to actually uh, go into the nose and uh, and then pick up the material uh, so a lot more can be got using our nasal swabs so all this stuff has been done and uh, still some work is uh, is being done as we speak as well now uh, with respect to these these uh, these 3d printed items uh, i i need to make a point here so uh, as far as cost wise goes the 3d printed parts will always be more expensive than parts made in the traditional way so these should be looked uh, looked upon as only a uh, uh, mode of manufacture in an emergency until you get the regular flow of 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 material from the from the um, normal manufacturing process uh, some uh, i bring this up because uh, there are times 
people ask us, okay, we want to change our complete manufacturing uh, process from uh, the traditional way to a 3D printing. And uh, this is something that really doesn't make sense unless you have a very niche application, which, uh, which cannot be made in the traditional way. So this is just uh, like a side point which I'd like to make. That's a good point pointed out, Dilip. Uh, As you are aware, we recently launched the AM Chronicle journal. What is your take on the journal? Have you, have you gone through it? Yes, yes. Uh, it was quite a nice, well-written, well-published uh, well uh, piece. And there were many stories, uh, many news items as well. And it was nice to see all that in one place. I would highly recommend the people to go to amchronicle.com and, uh, and download it. Uh, it is free. And also the nice thing which I liked was the, the new advances which were mentioned towards the end. Because, you know, uh, now in the, in, the, in the social media world, there's, there's lots of information. And uh, sometimes the good pieces are, you know, lost in the noise. But you all have done a nice, uh, nice job in, 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 uh, in, uh, in consolidating all the important uh, announcements and the developments uh, in the Chronicle. So, so I liked it a lot. Thank you so much, Dilip. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Those were some wonderful insights today, especially um, highlighting the necessity of taking precautions when 3D printing medical equipment during an uh, emergency situation, a thought which is seldom pointed out. We are honored to have you on, on AM Infocast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you, Dilip. Nice having you. you. For the next episode of AM Infocast, we have a guest who's published research helps end-users identify parts for 3D printing on a mass scale. Visit amchronicle.com for more updates on 3D printing and follow Indian 3D Printing Network and AM Chronicle pages on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening.